What if there was a way for your thoughts, your words, to be sent into the future and to be understood and appreciated by someone anywhere on the planet? Would that not make us, in a way, immortal and give us the power to communicate across time and space? I'm Bella St. John. Join us as we venture together to explore the history of those words, the history of the novel in A Novel Idea. Welcome back to A Novel Idea. In this episode, we're going to look at science fiction as far as the growth and development of the novel is concerned. Now, to, to begin with, Professor, give us your version of what is a science fiction novel and why is it important in the history of the novel? Um, okay, uh, in order to uh, be able to locate uh, science fiction, uh, science fiction, we need to um, uh, remember that in the 19th, in the 19th century, uh, um, literacy became almost universal, and people read at home. They did not meet once a week uh, um, uh, for somebody to read to them. They read things at home, and they also read the newspapers, and the newspapers published every uh, week or every month or every two weeks a chapter of a novel. And this is the case for uh, Dickens, for instance. Okay, so, uh, um, and in order to, um, and uh, <coughs> um, authors, publishers, um, the publishers of, of, of newspapers, of journals, needed to pay attention to their writers, to their readers. They needed to pay more attention to their readers. And they could not just satisfy the most elegant uh, 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 and uh, sophisticated reader. They need to satisfy a large number of people. And this is the origin of what uh, was sometimes called popular literature. The popular literature. And uh, it, um, <clears throat> we will talk a little bit about that. And I, in my uh, um, life as somebody who was in the university, I met uh, colleagues of mine long ago uh, who were all oh, popular literature. <laughs> And I didn't, I, I was very prudent. I could not testify that I love popular literature. I, this is something that I just find this, uh, this story incredibly interesting. And, uh, um, and <clears throat> many of them in the 19th uh, uh, century, the, the Mysteries of Paris, for instance, is about an aristocrat who is an aristocrat during the day, but during the night, he is just, because he doesn't need to sleep. During the night, he is just um, a... Um, a kind of a, uh, um, uh, a voluntary uh, fighter against gangsters. <laughs> yeah, it, it, and people, uh, uh, it's three huge volumes because they were, were published uh, monthly. Uh, it's fantastic, it's just fantastic, okay? Uh, uh, we're in all languages and imitated everywhere. And <clears throat> so little by little, uh, the, the mystery novels come from there. Okay, uh, it's uh, um, Edgar Allan Poe invented this kind of of of, uh, 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 of discovering comedy. They were very very popular, and also uh, later in the in the second half of the nineteenth century, science becoming more and more important and more and more. Uh, uh, um, uh, the, uh, this kind of novel started to be 
part of the popular novels. And this is the French Jules Verne who wrote. Some of them, they are not so good, but finally, uh, um, the, uh, the, um, uh, um, a novel like The Invisible Man was simply a huge success because he knows how to, Wells knows how to think in a completely new way about the possibilities of, of human beings in this scientific uh, and if, uh, if you look at what was happening in the world at the time, I mean, we have this whole scientific and industrial revolution and everything is new and everything. And so you know, if you look at at H.G. Wells's time machine, which I also think is interesting, reflecting back on our discussions here in the fact that it was originally published as a serialized work. It wasn't originally published as a novel. It was originally, yeah, and under a different title. Actually, I think it went through a couple of different titles before it was eventually published. Published, But again, it's tapping into the whole notion of, I mean, the scientific discoveries happening then were extraordinary. But it wasn't just that there were a number of scientific discoveries happening. It was that we now had the ways and means to disseminate this information. We had people who went to lectures the way that today we go to the cinema. Right. And so it was right. an entirely different way of looking at the world. So from your perspective, what's the importance of science fiction when it comes to the history of the novel? Yeah, that's a very interesting, a very interesting question in the sense that, uh, <clears throat> you know, uh, if, if one, um, let's say, goes to a... Uh, to school or to high school and, and definitely the courses of English in a, in a class of English is very different from a class of math or from a class of physics. It's, uh, the, 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 uh, the, the people who are very talented in one field are not necessarily always talented in the other field. It's very different. And science fiction shows that human imagination and fiction can talk about everything. It doesn't mean that because you are in science or in math, you cannot invent incredibly interesting things with your with the power of your imagination. I think this is a, 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 one of the moments when people um, again, again realize that nothing can be kept away from human imagination. And I think that's a perfect segue into our next and our last episode in this series called No Rules Apply, where we're going to have a look at the graphic novel, but it's, its foundations in comics and superheroes. And where that started, and that whole, you know, the whole thought of imagination, and you can be and do and have anything. So stick with us for the next episode coming to you soon. <music>